Alright, what's up everybody? It's the Fusion the Savage Show. I'm your host, Daniel, aka Fusion. And I got my boy Rhett Savage. Hey Fusion, how you doing, buddy? Good, good, man. How you been? I'm good, man. Another good week. I'm so excited good. to be on the podcast tonight. Right? It's we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Well, quite a bit, you know what I mean? It's it's been kind of quiet since the draft. It, yeah, you always have this lull that's between the draft and be- the start of OTAs that's kind of just random free agent signings here and there and just a little bit of hype tape on some rookies from the rookie OTAs. And and uh, so there's not much to talk about, but uh, w- we'll find some stuff to keep everyone entertained. Right. And not only that, we, we went through a, a fantasy draft over the weekend, so we, we, we could talk about stuff like that, too, just in yeah. case if anybody has started up a league just recently – um, we can kind of go a little bit over what we went through, but other than that, that's a whole different podcast to go through and, and talk about what we just experienced. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so, um, yeah, man, a lot of stuff, man. So besides that, how you been? Everything good? Everything's good, man. Family's doing good. Work's nice and busy and you know, you know, life up. outside work. It's good. What about for you guys? Yeah, that's what's up, man. Everything's good, brother. Everything's good. Just work and family and trying to keep my head above water. Yeah, I hear that. You know, so, you know, we're just doing the thing. We just do this for fun and we like it. We, we like what we talk about. We, we enjoy what we do. And and uh, if anybody's listening, thank you for joining in, man, because uh, numbers are moving slowly up. But, hey, we advertise <laughs> and we also do the word of mouth, so. If anybody's listening, thanks for tuning in, man. Yes, thank you very much. Um, so Rhett and I, we all we do basically, we just we go over news and we go over free agent news and and what ifs and whatnots or gossip. Um, I have my own opinion. Rhett has his own opinion. Um, you know, that's just how it goes, bro. So that just goes out for anybody that's listening to this podcast for the first time and. Um, you know, I know I, I know I got a couple of listeners that are tuning in now for the first time and they didn't even know that I had this going on. So you know, <laughs> come on board, come on in. If you guys got any questions, make sure you hit us up on the on the caustic app. I mean the caustic uh, Instagram. Yeah, it, Caustic League Sports. Caustic League Sports. Um you know, the Caustic League Sports it, it was brought to us by by our own fantasy team that just that we created back in, you know, I think 2016. I believe uh, so. And we've carried this name for so long. We had a good, um, we have a good, good group of friends that we hang out with and, and we've just continued on. They support us. We do what we do. And um, we're going to be talking about fantasy football down the road once the season starts. But right now we're just going to talk about news um, and free agent stuff. So it gets you kind of, kind of get you updated to where your fantasy value can be when the fantasy season starts for football. Um, yeah. And, and if, and if you're not into the whole fantasy scene, it's just letting you know what your teams are doing. Uh, just from a, a, a team fan, you know, it's, it's, it doesn't have to be fantasy based. So we, we hit everything. Yeah. That's what's up. Yeah. Um, so we're going to dive on right on into it. So May 20th, 2021, um, 
Well, let's just get to the news first. I mean, I'm pretty sure a lot of people are going to talk about this. Um, last time we talked about it in the last podcast, we were talking about Aaron Rodgers. The saga continues. Um, yeah. yeah, no joke, man. So the Green Bay Packers went, went ahead and signed Blake Bortles and uh, Kurt Bunkert, right? I think it's Bankert. Kurt. Bankert, yeah, yeah. Bankert. Um, but there's still no love for, you know, Jordan Love, right? <laughs> Dude, hey, that's why I put that in the notes, man. There is no love for love. Because this there kid, no love. <laughs> you're telling me you went outside, you went outside the franchise and signed two guys to be quarterbacks through OTAs, through preseason, because you don't know where Roger stands. This shows complete lack of trust in Jordan Love. Right. That, and I mean, you're good. That, Go ahead. No, it just goes to show you that they. And what people don't understand that these are, including Aaron Rodgers, these are three number first round picks of the NFL drafts in previous history on one team. Yes. Um, So with Jordan Love, Blake Bortles, Aaron Rodgers. Now, when they signed Blake Bortles, in my opinion, I thought, okay, this shows that Love sucks, right? Yeah, yeah. Sucks. You sit your ass down, boy. You don't know what you're doing type of deal. We got Blake Bortles back there because where Blake Bortles was the starter with Jacksonville, went to the playoffs, didn't go nowhere, but um, he still was a decent quarterback fantasy wise. He kind of was, um, but then he went to to be a backup for Jared Goff, right? Yeah. And Jared yep. Goff proved to him saying, "You ain't taking my spot, old man." So for Blake Bortles to go in, it did show that there's no love for Jordan Love. That's for sure. Oh yeah, and 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 they're getting a, a good solid veteran in Bortles. I mean, he's not a guy that's going to bring you a Super Bowl, but he's a guy that can win games, and he showed that with with Jacksonville in his early days. Um, right. So I think it's a great signing. I thought that was a great move by the Packers. Uh, same with Kurt Binker. Uh, he's been on Atlanta's team for I I want to say it's been three years. It might only be two, uh, but he's he's a decent kid. He's got good tangibles. Uh, Honestly, you, there's more film on him than there is love. Right. <laughs> so, like, uh, it, it's crazy, though. So, th- they're bringing in these quarterbacks, and we're still wondering what's going on with Aaron Rodgers, and no one's talking about love. Nobody. Nah, ain't no love up there, bro. It's that, too cold. No, no love. Trade him for who they'll get him out. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that's, a, that's a for sure thing, man. And I'm glad that you just brought that name up because it's uh, – the lid, the man, the myth, the legend, Julio Jones. Um, that goes into our next topic. Uh, Atlanta was uh, looking to trade the All Pro uh, Julio Jones. Um, I seen this and I started reading off the names and teams that I seen on on the list. The Titans are on the list. The Ravens, um, the Patriots, the Colts, the 49ers, the Chargers, um, but no sign of Green Bay. Um, that's kind of like. It got me thinking, like, what what's really going on in Green Bay? Is Aaron Rodgers one foot in, one foot out still? And are, are they not dealing with Aaron Rodgers the right way? Because Julio Jones is on the market. The, Atlanta has already said, here, come and take him. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Well, and see, and, and, and the problem with trying to trade draft picks for Julio Jones is, one, is he's 32 years old. I get he's still a dominant receiver. But how long is he going to be dominant, right? Uh Green Bay is one of those franchises that covets itself on drafting 
and and so draft picks are gold to them they don't go out and get free agents every year that's just not something they do they don't build through free agency they build through the draft and that's been their mo since the dawn of time right so as much as i want them to to go and get julio i don't see it happening just because that's not like i said that's not their mo um and and then you've got to think too with julio being at that advanced age of 32 uh Again, I get he's still a great receiver, but what's he going to fetch on the trade market? Right. He's expensive. Um, that's for sure. And somebody's going to, whoever takes in Julio, they, they got to take his contract, right? And Yeah. Um, the Patriots are one that has all the money that makes the most sense, but who is going to throw to Julio Jones? Okay, because only specific quarterbacks know what elite wide receivers like their 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 passes being thrown to them, right? Yeah. Um, I can see Cam Newton kind of mingling with Julio Jones, and there's a good connection there. But we all know Cam uh, Cam Newton's ready to go. Uh, he bust, and so. See, and I think I think uh, I I honestly believe that Julio would be a great complement to that Patriots offense. You know, they went and got John New Smith and Hunter Henry this offseason to man that two tight end set. And they've got Aguilar as the speedster. So if you can get a guy that can high point the ball and, and win the catch and, and a, you know, a crowded jump, then that's what they need because they don't have that big physical receiver. I mean, Inkill here, Inkill Harry was drafted a couple of years ago in the first round, and he just hasn't lived up to the potential. So uh, the move to go get a solid veteran, especially with a young quarterback waiting in the wings with Mac Jones, it makes a lot of sense for the Patriots. And, and the Patriots... I, I, they trade a lot in the draft, so draft picks aren't – they're not like the Packers. They're not afraid to trade draft picks for, for solid veteran players. And they could also – because there's rumor that Stephen Gilmore is still on the trade block. So there's rumor that, you know, Gilmore and a first-round pick next year could be the package for Julio Jones to Atlanta, and that would give Atlanta a solid man-to-man corner as well to help that defense. Man, you imagine that, right? Man, that – I, it, it's a good boot. Like I would love to see Belichick pull that off. Yeah, I, I can. Yeah, I can see that too. Um, but you got to understand too. They, the the Falcons have already made peace with Julio Jones. I mean, they went yeah. out and got the number four pick in the round one, Kyle Pitts, which I'm hoping that he turns out to be an awesome stud. Um, maybe going in the slot a little bit, but still playing tight end at the same time. But you got to understand, late in the last round of the sixth round. They went and got Frank Darby from Arizona State, so yes, they did. they're kind of they're kind of telling you, all right, we're, we're ready to cut loose with Julio Jones. It's just who's going to pick him up now. Again, back to Aaron Rodgers. Why not give him another damn number two receiver, right? Because yeah. who who does he got besides the greatest one of the greatest uh, wide receivers that they have there on that on that side? Um, you know, I also heard uh, that. Maybe Odell Beckham might be on the trade block and could go to to uh, Green Bay, but we already know how uh, Odell Beckham is. He's made out of glass. He's still good. He just made it uh, one spectacular catch and it made him famous. And um, yeah, I and would he take to a, a kicking net. That's all he did. <laughs> <laughs> I would take uh, I would take Jarvis over Odell any day. I know Jarvis is a possession receiver, but I would much rather have him over Odell. I, I think Odell was a fluke. Uh, yep. And 
I mean, he's he's a talented kid. Don't get me wrong, but do I think he's a solid number one receiver? No, I don't. Right. Yeah, it's pretty tough. Um, so yeah, uh, right now, as if as Pro Football Focus says on their site that um, Green Bay has come to terms or where they're not going to take any deals for Aaron Rodgers. So um, they're not answering any calls or anything like that. So they're really trying to make it work with Aaron Rodgers. Um, but still, June 8th is when we're going to find out when all the chips fall down and and he's potentially either going to retire or he's moving to Denver. I think that's the only spot that I think he'll go is to Denver, but it's what our Green Bay willing to take. You got to understand if if, if if you're Green Bay, you're 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 putting a lot of damage to your reputation of letting this guy go. Yeah, like you're doing so much damage to that to that organization, and I don't know. I, I if I was Green Bay, I would just sit tight and give Aaron Rodgers whatever he wants. But who knows, man? I I'm hearing different things about the GM and Aaron Rodgers not really getting along. But it's really the GM. But then again, it's really Aaron Rodgers being picky. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. Well, and it's so. and it's so and and people have to realize too that so Alan Lazard was coming into his own last year before that core injury. Uh, so yes. they are getting they are getting him back. They did draft a nice slot receiver in Armani Rogers, uh, mm-hmm. and they and they also get. Ah, uh, uh, let me. I just had it. They didn't have him last year because he opted out for COVID. Just a second, my computer crashed. That's all good, dude. Anyway, what's that? Yeah, keep going. Oh, you're good. I was just gonna have you go. (laughs) I know. I think, to me, it'd just be best if they just go get Julio Jones. Um, If they don't get, I mean, you got already Aaron Jones there as a running back. Um, Adams on the on the on the side, but you do got some other uh, receivers on the Green Bay roster that that do show potential. I mean, they did pretty good. You got Devin Funches that was there, I believe. Yes, um, that's who I was thinking of as Funches. Ah, you liar! No, I'm you dead serious. Lying, nah, I'm you dead lie. Serious. You're you're gonna say something else? Huh? No, I <laughs> promise it was Devin Funches. Uh, well, there's that Marquise. Uh, uh, Valdez Scantlin. Yeah, yeah, he, he's he's another wide receiver, right? Yeah, he is yeah. a wide another yeah. wide receiver. And then they've got Equanimous St. Brown as well. Right, and 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 then back to that rookie they got in the draft too, right? So yeah, they. I mean, <laughs> if I was one of those receivers, I'd be like, "Fuck you, Aaron, man!" I, but I guess, I guess he he's tried working with them. They just don't sync right compared to. Um, Devonte Adams, right? Yeah, well, and and he's had guys he's liked in the past, like last year Jake Kumaro, that he went. I mean, he went on a live radio show and talked about, raved about Jake Kumaro. Then to find out hours later he got cut from the team. He gone. Yeah, he gone. Like that. If that's not a freaking knife to the chest, I don't know what is. Yeah, You're literally yeah. vouching for this kid, and then they cut him without telling. And they him. cut him, and the same thing what they did with their quarterback coach. Man, he he gone, and he had no, nothing to talk about. So I think that's uh, hey, speaking of no Jordan Love, no love for him. That ain't no love for Aaron Rodgers there. That's for sure. That's right. They need to figure. All I know is they need to figure it out because it's hard to. 
everyone's having a hard time stat their wins and losses and and stats on the season and and for from a fantasy perspective it makes you a little nervous to draft like a Devontae Adams or an Aaron Jones because not having Aaron Rodgers in that offense changes a lot there's a lot of fantasy implications that that affects so it's I mean gosh just our dynasty draft that we did last week it made me nervous to touch any of them yeah yeah, yeah, we'll get to that too. Yeah, but yeah. I totally 100% agree about that. So, again, back to Julio Jones, the 32-year-old All-Pro, um, been in the league for at least 11 years. Um, he's an all-time stat receiving uh, 848 yards, um, which is total of yards, eight, eight receiving, 848 receiving, 12,896 um, yards and 60 touchdowns uh, within the 11 years of being in the league. Um, now, I know you mentioned that he would probably be better good off with the Patriots. I also see, I mean, I would be shocked if the Patri- if the 49ers go out and grab him. Um, but I did see a, a tweet today by um, the Titans running back, uh, uh, Oh, Henry, Henry wants him, yep. He wants him back in the Titans, which that makes sense because now you got Brown there and then you got Julio Jones there. Man, I don't know what is a good duo there for um, for the Titans. Well, and uh, that's, that's him going – because for me, the Titans is another good place for him to land. Uh, purely off of – they let Corey Davis walk in free agency, so they lost that big-bodied receiver that contests catches – uh, so just to replace him with the same kind of guy that's at an all pro level would, is even better. Um, and then he just, Julio matches that, that dog mentality of Mike Rabel. Like he's just super into the game. He, he, he guts out every performance. Doesn't matter what injury he's got. He's out there. If he, if he can walk, he's out there. Uh, mm-hmm. so there's, there's a leadership and a guttiness he brings to the team and they need that. I mean, cause outside uh, AJ Brown. I mean, they lost Johnny Smith and Corey Davis this year, so they have Ferkser, who's not a hundred percent proven tight end yet, and uh, Adam Humphreys is gone. I honestly couldn't tell you who their second receiver is right now. They're that thin. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it, that's definitely a team that I could see throwing all their chips at them if if they can get something done. Hmm. Um. Yeah, I could see. The Titans, the Ravens kind of make sense because they've been looking for a star receiver. Des Bryant was a joke for them, but um, I can see the Ravens going after him too. But again, these 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 teams are scared to touch this 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 contract. They um, are. It's 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 a very inflated contract, and for the Ra- I get why the Ravens wouldn't want to do it because that's two years. You've got Lamar Jackson, who's on his. Uh, Last year, year yeah, it's fourth year. I, I know they have the fifth year option that they picked up and all that stuff. But if, if Jackson's going to be your future, then you need that money for Jackson. And they just went and drafted Rashad Bateman, which, which if you've seen any of his rookie uh, camp highlights, holy crap, that kid looks awesome. Uh, yeah. I think they got to steal the draft. Like he is, he is bad ace man. That kid's going to be a baller. And then if if uh, Marquise Brown can play in the slot and just do the go routes. And then they've got Devin Duvernay, who I liked a lot coming out of Texas last year. And then obviously they've got Mark Andrews and I can't remember that other tight end. Uh, Pat, is Patrick Richard, 
Is that who it was? I believe so. I believe so. So they've got a I'm good young nucleus. I'm with you because I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they've got, it is. They've got a good young nucleus. They just need to see, like you said, the Des Bryant thing didn't work out. Uh, and then he talked crap right afterwards, which is just trash. Yeah. Uh, but I think in Bateman, they got a true number one big bodied receiver. So I, I, I'm excited to see what the Ravens do with that kid. Yeah. Um, Chargers are on the list too, and I I could see the Chargers needing a good receiver because half their half through the season the Chargers receivers just go a wall. They they just end up missing. They end up with injuries. Um, so the Chargers and plus being in that stadium, why not Julio Jones, right? Yeah, well, and the, like you said, the Chargers make a lot of sense too because Herbert's only into the second year of his potential five year deal. So you could have Julio come in for the next couple years at the tail end of his career and help Herbert, you know, hopefully lead the franchise to a Super Bowl. I think that's great. Him and him and Allen, and that would take a lot of pressure off Mike Williams. Mike Williams could just be a big play guy every now and then because every time that guy goes up for a ball, it's like he fell off a 20-foot story. <laughs> like he just, boom, backs hurt. Something yeah. He's always Ankle broke. But yeah. it's always a crazy catch that he goes for. Uh, but I that would be dangerous, man, him on the Chargers. Yeah, that would be. Um, the Colts make a little bit of sense because they got they got money to spend, um, but they also got some – I mean, they brought back uh, T.Y. Hilton back for one year. Yeah. So he's, he's limited this year. But if they're going to keep um, – Carson Wentz there, and they're going to keep him long term. Why not give him a good receiver? Um, but I've seen that you know with Julio Jones being under a dome, he works best under a dome and a good route running for him. With the Colts, with the offensive coordinator that the, that the Colts have, why not? You know what I mean? I could see the Colts grabbing him for that too. Yeah, and like they're another team that they've got that savvy veteran in Hilton that's only got a year left. He's getting older. And then they've got these two unproven kids, right? Paris Campbell's been littered with injuries in the last two years. He's a super speedster out of uh, out of Ohio State two years ago. So as long as he's healthy, that that could be a whole game changer in the slot for them. Uh, and then Pittman. Pittman showed a lot of good flashes Pittman. last year. But uh, can he package that and be a solid number two receiver? We don't know. Um, so, But outside those three guys, they don't really have anything else. So it makes a lot of sense for them to go after Julio as well. Right. Um, so it just, it just depends on what, what works best for these, for these teams. But again, it's Julio Jones, man, Julio yeah. Jones, he's an all-star. He, he, you just say the name and he's just legit. Now, sometimes I am scared to get Julio Jones when it comes to fantasy football, uh, because of his consensus consistency of not showing up or being yeah. injured. Um, I do try to plug him in during on primetime games because he tends to shine on primetime games but or primetime teams. But when it comes to just overall seasonal, it's just it's a hit or miss with Julio Jones, man. I think I've had a couple of seasons with Julio Jones or a couple other homies had Julio Jones on their roster. And it's just like, oh, you're killing me, dude. Yeah. For real. Well, and it's either it's either he gives you a goose egg. Or he goes off for like 200 yards. Yeah. When, when he goes off, he goes off. When he's starting to catch the ball, he is untouchable. Exactly. 
Um, but you got you, you got other receivers on the uh, Atlanta, and I think they're ready to cut ties with him. That's why he's on the trading block. Yeah, well, and you could kind of see it in the last couple of years. They drafted Calvin Ridley out of Alabama as well, and you could see they've kind of started getting those targets over to him. And I know a lot of that has to do with Julio Jones getting hurt, so they've kind of got to see what Ridley's got. But Ridley's answered the call. Like, he's he's a good number one receiver. I, I like Ridley a lot. Yeah. And then, like um, you said, Kyle Pitts, uh, it's not every day you draft a tight end at number four. Now, my only issue with this is uh, by trading away Julio Jones, you're putting that much more pressure on Kyle Pitts to succeed from day one. Exactly. So, yeah. So I'm, you'll have I to see that. how he does with that mental pressure. Right. He's got uh, Atlanta Falcons have a have a, a good schedule, but kind of strong in the midseason. So to see Kyle Pitts, um, there's certain games that I want to see him going against certain defense. So um, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, he's a, just as highlights. If he, like I said, Kyle Pitts was a highlight reel. Um, so we'll see how that goes. But again, Atlanta's looking to trade Julio Jones. What do you know? Yeah, we'll have to All see. Right. Yeah, we'll have to see. Um, moving on. I, my computer froze for a second. Oh, no, here we go. All right. So um, the tight end university. Yeah. Uh, tight end university is involving George Kittle, Greg Olson, Travis Kelsey, um, they teamed up to create this tight end university and um, they involved uh, certain players on there. And I, I believe you knew more about this because you brought it to my attention. So explain to us what this, um, excuse me, uh, what this tight end university is about. So this tight end university is something that they they just started this year. and They're going to go through the first phase of it actually this summer. Uh, they haven't released a lot of the details yet on this, but I, I kind of get the gist of where they're going with it. So <clears throat> you have uh, defensive linemen that have their camps that they invite everyone to. They have wide receivers that have their camps that they invite everyone to. That's basically what this is. It's these veteran guys that are working at an all pro level, trying to teach these younger guys and kind of pick each other's brains and, and see how this guy moves like on this route and how you catch with this and and just to work on their craft and make everyone better not just me better make everyone better in the league because when everyone's better the league's better when the league's better the fans enjoy it more when the fans enjoy it more we make more money right so yeah it's just it's just them doing their part to help these younger guys and and not just the younger guys two veterans too if they want to come uh, to hone their skills. That's all it really is. Uh, they've got guys such as TJ Hawkinson, Kyle Pitts is already enrolled, Darren Waller, Mark Andrews, Mike Gusecki, Robert Tanya, Noah Fant, Zachers, Cole Komet, Johnny Smith, Eric Ebron, and David Njoku. And I'm sure there's a few others, uh, but that's the ones that were reported so far. But like I said, that's all I really have uh, on what it's actually going to be until after they come out with all the rest of the details, which will be at the end of the summer. Right. Do you think? Uh, do you think the new Giants tight end Calvin Benjamin gonna be there, <laughs> bro? Calvin Benjamin. <laughs> oh, he saw Tebow do it. And he said, "I can do that. I could do that. Let me I get another Chick Fil A sandwich in my stomach, and we can do and it." And you know what's funny? Gettleman, who is the Giants GM right now, is the GM that drafted him in Carolina when he had his rookie year and caught 73 receptions for a thousand wow. yards and nine touchdowns. 
So, and he's got the build to be a good tight end. He's a he's six five two forty five. He's a he's a great tight end. He's got decent hands. His thing has always been health. So if he can stay healthy, yeah. I know the Giants have a a loaded tight end room right now with uh, Evan Ingram and Kyle Rudolph. But still, if he can crack that the fifty three man, that'll be sweet, man. I, right. I, 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 mean, I think it's good. I think he can do it. He was on that Eddie Lacy diet for a second, though, bro. Yeah, it was. Yeah, he was. He was, man. So with the tight end uh, university, that is pretty. That's a lot of names that they're gonna involve in. So I hope this kind of builds a better, a better camaraderie with these with these tight ends and seeing more of that position being excelled and on the field because you're seeing a lot of receivers excel. You're seeing a lot of running backs excel. Um, you mentioned defensive linemen have excelled just for off-season programs that they have. And now that they have a tight end university program for themselves, um, you know, we're, we're hoping to see these tight ends move on, you know, and, yeah. and succeed. Well, and it's, and it's real cool, too, because they're all building each other up. So when they're building right. each other up, they're all going to be more competitive. And when they're more competitive, they're going to do more in the game and they're going to boost their stats and all that fun stuff. So it translates to better viewing for football better for the fans better for fantasy all around it's just better for everybody it's going to be awesome i i hope they keep with this and that it gets bigger and bigger and 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 why not learn from kittle and kelsey and man that's going to be cool yeah it it is pretty cool and you got all these star names that you're in there and and they're all from different teams different divisions and all that type of stuff um so that 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 would be pretty cool so that's that's the news uh, crazy news that we got going on, but yeah, um, yeah, let's go on. So we, we, we got a couple free agent moves that we were talking about. Um, we, uh, I just talked about Calvin Benjamin getting signed by the giants. Yeah. Um, but we'll see, he's trying to make the roster. That's what it, what, what it is. Yeah. Um, the San Francisco 49ers assigned Marquise Lee. This is another trying to get on the roster spot, but yet again, half the receivers last year um, got injured during midseason, um, all due to the New York Giants' um, uh, you know turf. Yeah, New York Jets, New York Jets. Jets. This is turf. Um, but yeah, Marquise Lee is going to try to fight for a spot there because. Uh, um, the 49ers did go out and get a receiver during the draft, but they drafted a lot of r- running backs. So that's going to tell you what they want going on in their system. And Shanahan has a, a game plan on what he wants to do, but Marquise Lee is a good speedster. He was with Jacksonville and was he with the Colts? No, no. he was with New England last year, but he opted New out England. for COVID. Ah, I gotcha. Yeah. Um. So. I think, yeah, I think yeah. it's a good signing. Like, it's they don't have uh, very many veterans on that offense minus Kittle, especially in the wide receiver room. Um, mm. And I think he's a guy that's shown that he can he can produce in the NFL. So I think it's a good guy to bring in to pair with Ayuk and Debo Samuel, and and teach these younger guys uh, the professionalism of the game because he's he's a ball player, man. It, it, he did great at USC. He did great his first few years in Jacksonville and. Obviously, last year he didn't do so hot because he opted out. <laughs> but yeah. I think it, I think it could be a sneaky good signing for them. Right. So again, it's it's trying to trying to compete for a roster spot. That's pretty yeah. much what it is. Um. So good luck to Marquise Lee. Uh, 
So the Patriots went ahead and signed two players. Uh, they signed the veteran guard, Alex Redman, who uh, started 24 games with the Bengals last year. And then they went ahead and signed the safety, Adrian Colbert. Um, again, I think that Adrian Colbert is trying to get more of a, if, um, you just said his name being traded. Um, Gilmore. Gilmore. If Gilmore leaves, then that slides certain other players to move into to Gilmore's spot and Adrian Colbert's there. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. Um, and he's not a bad special teams player either. No, no, he isn't. If uh, anybody's seen his um, stats, uh, he's pretty good. He went from um, here. We go again. This damn thing is not moving. <laughs> what the heck? Where did he come from, Rhett? Jesus. Oh man. He, <laughs> I had. It. He's a niner, wrong. isn't he? I'm pretty sure he's uh, a niner. I want to say. Yes, he was a Niner. You're yeah. absolutely right. He was. It's just finally my computer's just starting to move. It, just today. I don't know why. It's funny because um, mine's going super slow too, and I don't know why. Yeah, it's... It's the Idaho it's a, internet. It's the Idaho internet. <laughs> he, sure. he played. So he played for the Giants last year. Played for the Dolphins as well. Um, yeah, Adrian Colbert. Um, but that, I do see he was with the, with the 49ers. Yeah. Um, so that's a good roster move. Uh, anybody that's coming off that, you gotta understand they're getting rid of some of these players from, uh, uh, they're getting rid of some of these players that were on the, I can't even think of his name. The, the coach for the jets. Um, oh, the Adam Gates. Salah. Yeah. No, Salah. The, oh. wh- whoever was on Salah's team, they're just getting rid of them. You know what I mean? So they're kind of dismingling some of their players um, because Salah knew how to take care of them while they were there. Yeah. Now they got a new defensive coordinator, and it's it's going to be different for them to start all over with um, a new philosophy, right? Yeah, but, man, they have that corner kid they drafted, man. He was shutting them rookie receivers down of rookie OTAs. Oh, my gosh. That kid right. is, dude, he, why? Why, Arizona, why? <laughs> right. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, D'Amico Ryans is the new offensive uh, defensive coordinator for the 49ers. Yeah. So, D'Amico Ryans was an awesome middle linebacker for the Houston Texans. I loved that kid. So, that's a, that's a good upgrade to, for them. Um for the 49ers. So we'll see what what Ryan's brings into the team and um you know what what transitions within with those players. Um so there you go for the Patriots. The Patriots got a good safety out of that. Yeah. Um so the Texans went ahead and signed uh Jeff Driscoll um from Denver. Uh, for 2.5 million. Um, again, we still don't know about the. Well, unless you got any news from the Watson deal. No. So the last thing I heard was from Ian Rappaport, and was it? Yeah, it was Ian. And uh, it sounds more and more like Houston is done with Deshaun. Uh, you, they talk with the owner and they talk with the team and they don't even want to talk about the subject anymore, which is a complete turnaround from what they were doing two months ago. 
Um, right. and, and you've seen it. They went and got Tyrod Taylor. They went and got uh, Jeff Driscoll now. They they got another guy, but I can't remember who it was. And then they also drafted with their very first pick in the entire draft in the third round out of Stanford, Davis Mills, uh, who's got a lot of potential. Uh, so they're clearly moving on from Deshaun Watson. Uh, outside that, though, I don't know if that means he's getting ready to be charged or if these uh, cases are getting ready to be dropped or, or what that means for them. But they are clearly moving on from Deshaun Watson. Right. Yeah, that's sad. Um, it is. If, if I, I truly believe that once this all settles down and Deshaun Watson is allowed to be traded, Denver sweeping them up right away. Because um, that's the only person that needs a quarterback at this moment. Um, so, if Aaron, Aaron Rodgers doesn't go to Denver, more likely Watson will be. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. So... Um, the Washington football team um, was rele- did release the right tackle, Morgan Morse, uh, freeing up a 7.75 million cap space for them. I I mean, he started all their games since he's been there. Yeah. Um, and so Morgan Morris has a lot of snaps under his belt. And why not come to the Seahawks? Dude, you know, you know what? needs to happen with this right now if what? you if you are Cincinnati and you know you done messed up and didn't grab Penesuil or Rashawn Slater and you went and got Jamar Chase no offense to Chase Joe Burrow can't throw from his back go get nope. you Morgan Moses right now yeah you need to protect uh, Burrow big time yes and he just fell in your lap he fell in your yeah. lap you need to scoop him up <laughs> Yeah, and especially for that price, why not? Exactly. So if not come to Arizona. <laughs> Here I am saying come over to mine. To mine, and they're like, no, come to Arizona. Um, yeah, they need to. They need to protect um, Burrow big time. Um, their right tackles are. They're not all that. They're gonna let him run for his life still if he, you know, if they don't situate that the offensive line for him. Um, yeah. They did get they did get a rookie out of Ohio State um, this year, I believe. Yeah, it was out of Ohio State. Um, but yeah, your 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 best bet is to go get this guy. And um, hold on, yeah, here we go. Um, so yeah, why not get? Cincinnati needs to protect their quarterback. Yeah, well, and he's he's a solid veteran, like you said. He's got a lot of snaps under his belt. Uh, he's mm. been in the league for a few years. He knows what's going on. Uh, as their line stands right now, you know, you've got uh, Jonah Williams at left tackle, so that's solidified. They drafted him a couple years ago. Uh, Jackson Carmen is their left guard. They've got Michael Jordan, who's a decent backup. Trey Hopkins and Billy Price at the center. Quentin Spain and Xavier Salafilu. Uh, I did forget that they grabbed Riley Rafe at right tackle, but still, to me, Morgan Moses is an upgrade to Riley Rafe, and you could move Riley Rafe into one of the guard spots, uh, preferably the left guard, because Jackson Carmen is not that good. <laughs> but, yeah, they need it. They need to address that offensive line. They have got to protect their guy. Yes, they do. 
Um, and correction, he's not from Ohio State. He was from East Carolina. Uh, Dante Smith. He was oh, that was yeah. the offensive tackle. That was the offensive tackle that they got. I knew he. Yeah, I knew it was from. Uh, I knew they drafted one of them, but tomato, tomato. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, do you have any? Uh, do you have anything you want to add to all this? Uh, I don't have a trivia this week, but I do have a crazy but true fact. Oh, shit. Yeah. Let's hear it. So, Bruce Matthews, the Oilers offensive lineman, uh, the uncle to Clay Matthews, uh, didn't make a Pro Bowl until he was 27 years old. Yet, no player in NFL history has more appearances than him at 14. That Say that, is, again. Say that so, again. So Bruce Matthews, yeah, at 27 years old, made his first Pro Bowl. Damn. At 27, there's no other player in NFL history that has more appearances than him, and his his total is 14. Man, he, that's crazy. That's insane, dude. He played. So a, he played until he was. 30 no I take that back he was 40 something when he must have left uh, yeah I think he was 41 and he played 41, offensive line man. that is a very tough position to be that dominant at uh that is just insane like when I read that the other day I was like no freaking way wow that is that is a man <laughs> that is crazy <laughs> That's a man, that's a man right there, dude. Yeah, man, that's a, that's a crazy fact right there, bro. Yeah, put it on the board. Um, so let's go into this still. Um, so over the weekend, we had a crazy dynasty draft for our fantasy league for um the fantasy league that we are starting on the side with you, um. And it's a, uh, it's pretty interesting, and, and it's my first time doing a dynasty league. I had to do my research on it, so explain to everybody real quick and fast what is a dynasty league. So a dynasty league is, it's almost like normal fantasy, but not. So you you have a, a much larger team uh, with a lot more bench space, and you draft a team, especially when you're starting out. You're going to draft a team from the rookies and the vets that are in the league today. Uh, you draft those players, you play that season with those players, and then every year that's your team, but you'll have a rookie draft every year that's just three rounds uh, for you to grab top rookies and drop other guys that just haven't done very good on your team. Uh, so it's a revolving team, and you play, it's it's a league that you plan on playing for years because, like I said, you're like the GM of this team, and this team doesn't just change every year. You, you don't redraft every year. It's not a redraft. So it's it's interesting. It's my first time ever right. doing so it. They're, so they're your solid keepers. Yes. They're basically just a bunch of keepers. I got you. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty stoked about it. I've already did my first trade just recently. I'm, uh, you know, I had to because that's my boy. So I had to go out and get Metcalf. Um, so that's that's one thing that I have on my, on my belt. Um, but it was interesting. It was a long draft. That it was, was for sure. It was. it was a very long draft. And to and to draft defensive linemen, uh, linebackers, um, defensive backs, 
that was totally different. I mean, um, for certain players, they just got for certain fantasy leagues, they got their regular, you know, your one quarterback, your two running backs, and your two wide receivers, your tight end, your flex, your defense, and your kicker. That's pretty simple for a fantasy roster. Not this one. This one was pretty. You got three <laughs> receivers. Yeah, you got three receivers plus a tight end, your your flex, your defense, um, and then you got defensive linemen. You got three defensive linemen, um, linebackers, defensive backs. It, it, so it's going to get me to understand more about players other than the offensive side of things. Yeah. See, and that's and that's why I added the IDP uh, to have these defensive players because it, to me, it brings a lot more enjoyment to the game because not only are you excited about the offensive side of the football, but now you've got dudes to root for on the defense. So not just your defense as a whole, but individual players and their individual success. So I thought it was a cool way to to draw more attention to other players within the league on the defensive side of the ball. Hmm. Yeah, it was it was it was very very interesting. That was for sure, and um, I enjoyed it. I, I thought it was awesome. Um, I would do it again, and uh, I hope that this this wavers into a good season for us. Um, we still got the Caustic League fantasy yeah. football, which I'm really excited for. Me um, too. So uh, I know our boy, our remaining champion, Kagan, is uh, hooking it up. Hooking it up for for a draft, an awesome weekend. So it's going to be pretty pretty stoked out. Um, yeah, it'll be it'll be fun. Like I said, we're we're a band of brothers. Like we're all pretty tight. So it's going to be such a good weekend to just hang out with everybody. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited for that. And um, you know, so with, within that being said, we we will probably do a live, maybe do a live, you know, podcast while we're doing a draft or after the draft so we can talk shit um, and about who drafted what. Again, I would talk a lot of smack right now about this dynasty draft that we just did, you know, the the savage dynasty draft that we just did. Um, but that's a whole podcast to go through, man. I would I would be sitting here talking smack for the next hour and um, I think we got to get our notes ready for that. <laughs> yeah, there's you know, I'm not going to lie. I drafted Kyle Pitts early. I'm just going to throw it out there. Everyone can dog on me. But if I've got the next Kelsey for the next 10 years, then I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, true <laughs> that. True that. Um, I'm not dogging back on, on my pick that I did on the number three spot, which I was new to the app. And it's off the Sleeper app. Um, it's a new app that we've, we're starting to use. Not Mind you, we've done the ESPN. I've done the Yahoo I've done the NFL one, but the sleeper app is kind of new to me as well. So it's pretty, pretty interesting on how it went, but I wasn't familiar with the buttons. Yeah. And I didn't get a chance to do a mock draft, which I was my bad. So I wasn't familiar with the buttons. So my number three pick went Russell Wilson, which I, I bit my lip on it because I'm like, that's not what I wanted at the moment. Cause I know I saw a couple other running backs I wanted at the moment for the number three spot. Yeah. But I'm not going to get mad at it. You know, it's Russell freaking Wilson, you know. I'm yeah. all cool with that. Um, I know I could have got him maybe in the fifth round, maybe. But quarterbacks were already going at that top, like the third, the fourth round. So it was kind of good that I got him there. But at the moment, my running back spot is kind of a little shady. Right now. Yeah, ru- running backs was either 
either you drafted decent on running backs or you didn't get anybody. It's, it's how it played out. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, hopefully these rookies actually stand out. So, <laughs> um, the, I don't know who got the running back from uh, Pittsburgh, but he's going to be a, a dark horse. I truly feel that he's going to be a dark horse MVP running back. Um, he's going to be a star player there. Yeah, um, Roman got him. Yeah. Man, fucking Roman. I wanted him, and Roman went and snagged him, so I went yeah. ETN. <laughs> Which I'm not, I'm not complaining. ETN's got the same potential, but I just think Najee... Depending on the offensive line, Najee's got a good opportunity over there in Pittsburgh. And, and Tomlin's just such a great coach that he's going to work. There's no and, and, ifs, and ifs or buts about it. I mean, look what he's done with James Conner. Look what he did with Le'Veon Bell. Look what he's done with Benny Snell in the time that he gets to play. Look at Anthony McFarland on the few times he's gotten to play. Uh, what was that kid that backed up Bell forever? Uh, oh, what was his name? Bigger guy. I can't remember, but even in the games when Bell was hurt and that kid would come and play, they, he just he knows what to do with his running back. So Najee Harris is going to be a lock. Najee Harris, yeah, yeah. If if um, he doesn't end up in the top seven to eight running backs this year, I'll be shocked. Yeah, I truly agree, and I, I've been watching because the rookie camp came out, and yeah. um, we're starting to see a lot of players, a little bit uh, of some videos of what players are doing on the on these rookie camps and. Harris is uh he's he like a, almost a similar like a bell yeah but more stacked you know what I mean like yeah. I don't know how to explain it like I don't know he, he looks like a good worker work work horse that he's gonna do for Pittsburgh and um if I was Pittsburgh I'd be happy for them to oh, yeah. be drafting him so well that's why number one spot so that's why I was talking about that Rashad Bateman kid from the Ravens that wide receiver I mean with the rookie OTAs that just happened they've got some film on him now and man he just looks so good he looks so good in fact that i submitted a trade to get him in our dynasty league already and he's not biting so that sucks but uh (laughs) he looks good dude like man i think they found them found their number one receiver right um so these rookies are going to be something to look into that's that's for sure um again you know this is a this is awesome. Just getting in here talking about football. Um, the season's on its way, and uh, I truly believe that we're going to have more more updates to talk about and more things to to look forward to, especially with fantasy coming around the corner. We oh, just, yeah. like I said, we just we just did the uh, the Savage Dynasty football um, fantasy football. I want to get in more of it, but it's just more that you and I have to sit down and really talk about it. Cause last thing we want to do is bore people with our own fantasy league. And yeah, but I would like, I would like to educate those. I mean, certain people, I know that there's younger ones that are listening to that. They want to get educated on, on, on fantasy and they love the fantasy value on it. They see it on ESPN and they see it on, on um, CBS sports, the Fox, they talk about fantasy. So I know there's yeah. certain young people out there and, um, I know there's girls involved in leagues and, and I know that there's a lot of men, older men that are involved in leagues and they just want to know a little bit more information. If you know, you know, if yeah. you follow other podcasters too, um, like fantasy footballers and, um, the NFL fo- uh, fantasy, I, I, you know, they, they educate you as well too. Um, but we also just 
give you our perspective on what we're doing. It's always good to hear other people's uh, opinions. I know I did. I, I've gone on Twitter and asked for questions on who should I start? You know, why should I start him? And give me a good reason why this defense is good to start this time. And um, nine out of ten, I don't pick them, but I also like to listen just to see what if I'm missing. Yeah. Hey, yeah. sometimes I on my other leagues that I have at work and, and family, I call you up, Rhett. Savage. Oh, I know. <laughs> I hit you. I hit you up. You're like, yo, dude, I'm in a dilemma, man. Last year I was in a championship, ready to go at my at work. And I came out second because the freaking Chiefs didn't decide to show up. So Tyreek Hill and Kelsey just gave me, they just, they just, they didn't have no love for the fusion. You know what I mean? Yeah, they bombed. No love for fusion. Yeah, they they bombed me. They killed me on that day. And so, um, yeah, it's insane how they, how one game can change the whole championship and can change the whole thing, especially with your lineup. And I did mess up on certain things. I figured, oh, I'm going to put this guy in when really that guy did more on the bench than he did when he could have just been first starter. So we're going to give you more as we come in. And, and like I said, I, I know I got new fans and, and new people listening to this, but just for your information, we just do it off the anchor app. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah, and we do it off the Anchor app, and it's a, it's a free podcast um, device where you download the Anchor app, and the Anchor app just gives you what you need to to start on this. Literally, I'm doing this with my AirPods right now and doing this recording with it. It may sound weird, but hey, we're starting off and we're doing this new. And uh, but the Anchor app gives you everything, like the music you're listening to in the background. That's coming off the Anchor app, um, but it's a good way of starting it off, right? It is. It, and like he said, it's completely free. All you got to do is download it, uh, shout them out a little bit. Uh, if you want to make a podcast about collecting dead flies, I'm sure someone <laughs> out there is going to want to listen to it. Hit it up. It's, it's super easy to get other people involved with it. Uh, they broadcast it out to Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, uh, yep. Breaker. There's a few others as well. Um, it's just a super fun, easy way to, to talk with friends, converse about certain things. Uh, and it's super easy to use. It's super friendly. Uh, outside that, uh, if you guys could follow us on Instagram at Caustic League Sports, uh, feel free to DM us questions or comment on on some of our updates on there, or, or just a quick like and follow on on any of the apps. Really uh, supports us a lot. So, uh, and we yeah. appreciate it 100. percent That's that's real talk right there, man. So, again, if anybody has any questions, you heard the man. Hit us up. And, um, you know, for May 20th, 2021, um, we talked a lot about a lot of stuff, dude. Aaron yeah. Rodgers, Julio Jones, the tight end university, the free agent signings. Um, so it's pretty good. Um, but I'm good, brother. So for, like I said, May 20th, 2021, I'm good for the show, bro. What about you? I'm all good, man. I appreciate everyone listening in. Uh, we we greatly appreciate it. Keep following us. And uh, you guys have a yeah, great man. night. Hey, man, you have a great night too, brother. All right. Peace. I'm out. Peace.